all the way, the Timberwolf himself, Jonas Santo. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you, you took the time to share your story, man. It all started with a cold GIF and a cold email from, from you to me. And here we are a few years later. Welcome, man. Thanks for coming. Cambridge Brain Science. I never closed it either. Good to see you, man. <laughs> that still burn? Does that still sting? Well, you got something out of it, you know? Yeah, better. Friendship, always better than the deal. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> That's one of the things in sales that I struggle with because like you're a, a rat chasing a wheel, rat chasing a wheel, rat on a wheel chasing a little carrot or a rabbit chasing a carrot. The carrot's never really that fucking fulfilling at the end of it all. You're just like, all right, close one. Now what? Now, now I got to del- deliver. <laughs> Never ends, man. The journey, right? Everyone talks you, about man. it. I prefer the destination at times. All right. Smoke, smoke another joint, Jonah. Well, let's hear it. I want to, <laughs> how'd you end up here? Everybody has uh, their, their different paths, their different stories of how they ended up in this. For sure. This being sales. Uh, I think you have an interesting profile, at least from when you, you cold emailed me or cold gifted me. I was like, how does a Timberwolf professional NBA basketball player end up, end up in sales? So. Give us the give us the lowdown. How did it happen? A professional basketball player is definitely what I am. So I'm originally from Nebraska. I started in telecom, all of the fun there. Uh, and we just got <laughs> tired of the small town life. And so moved to Minneapolis, no job, the cash city. in the bank. Got into got into tech sales there, tech project management, and then just hustled my way into the NBA. So connected with leadership, was able to, uh, went to like literally sit a Saturday going and making cold calls for free to show that I wasn't afraid to go make cold calls. And then I got a job there and that's, that's how was I that, worked in the NBA. Was that literally how you did it? You just like- Literally how I did it. Yep. Bootstrapped it. Hey, this is what you're buying. Sign me up. A friend from a friend connected me with somebody who told me I could come to this event. And then that event's what led to getting the job. And was this- literally just ticket sales trying to find the corporations that would say, all right, host your event with the T wolves and Jonah's your guy. Everybody, anybody. Yeah. So some of them would be, you'd get your cold leads obviously. And you just smile and dial hundred calls a day. Uh, families, you'd have a business owner. Like it's part of the, the jazz of it all, right? Like you get on the phone, you have no idea who's on the other end. You've got some little bit of data, but like, here we go. Let's figure it out. <laughs> what is the problem you'd be solving? Was there a solution that you pitched or it was just, Hey, who doesn't like the fucking T-Wolves? Well, how many games you coming to? That's what it always starts with, right? <laughs> like, once I know that, we can always move you. We'll figure out. We already know what you're willing to pay for a ticket. So yeah, now uh, it's just how many tickets are you willing to pay for? And play the numbers game. I was like, Xerox, as soon as I found you out, you were in a lease for a printer. I was like, all right, how can I finagle this one? Well, and now like, I'm a better salesperson for the Wolves today because I'm going to be a season ticket holder because now I get it. Now I understand it. But I had never been a ticket holder before that. So it's different, right? Like you're trying to figure out why people value and that's where I struggled. Like I didn't understand it. Now I do. I'd be great at it. It's easy. Would you go back? Um, I enjoyed my time there. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll leave it there. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's just, it's just different, right? Like all those skills, everything that you did, like it was fantastic. Yeah. Greatly. I mean, it's just, Oh, some of the best memories, like you just, Sports is what you love growing up, right? And then when you get to see be around athletes who do it, like just different. Like, did you feel it that way? Like, did you have that perspective making the hundred dollars of like, oh, this is it, baby? You know, I'm I'm close to the 
close to the dream? You, I don't know. That's tough. I don't know if I would say that for sure, but like you, it's the same game, right? Like you're trying to put a ball in the hoop. You're trying to get somebody to have a conversation with you. So it's just, I mean, we were in like a boiler room setting, right? Where you've got this walls, you've got 10, 15 people making calls and like, yeah, you're either struggling or somebody else is struggling. And like, you don't want to be that guy that's struggling or that girl that's struggling. So it's just, don't be the last one. Let's find out what happens. Bro, everything was a process, right? Like boom, 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 go. Like I pre-canned my voicemails. So I was all, I, everything's a, you're saying the same thing every call. Right. You know, we had a guy in the room, man, Patrick, that guy, like, you knew if he got to a certain part in his cadence, it was over. He, they were buying. Like he knew what he needed to do to get him to the part, and then it was over. And like but, I just could never figure that out. But I bet you have your own way. Isn't that the magic of sales? Like I, I have, I have certain people I can pull out from my memory that I'm like, dude, it's the most frustrating thing shadowing him or working alongside them because you see it happening. You just see the conversation unfold, and you're like, oh shit. All right, and if it goes left, it's done. It's over. Yep. And then I feel like I would try and copy and paste and I fumble and just look like a damn fool, you know? Yeah, always. Well, now I'd say in hindsight, not in hindsight, in, in seeing your journey and then maybe seeing some of what you have done since being with the T-Wolves, we'll say, uh, it seems you have a process because I remember you being a, a one-man operation, if you will, and project managing and doing sales and all of the things you had to have those processes, those canned behaviors to be able to do it at scale. How'd you do it? What did you reflect on? What, what drugs did you take? How deep did you go into the <laughs> rabbit hole to say, all right, this is how Jonah's going to do it? Oh, I think a lot of it's feedback, right? Like even as a one person team, you're always getting it. I mean, we had 12 people when we were at the Wolves. So when somebody had a cadence that worked, like you mimicked it, you always try to put a, a genuine touch or a spin on what you were doing. But at the end of the day, like it's the rule of nine, like you got to have, you got somebody's got to hear something nine times before they start to listen. And you can't be afraid to get to the ninth because that's where the, like, that's when they actually start to know you exist. And so say that again, what's the rule of nines? Oh, somebody's got to hear something. It used to be seven. I think now in our social media, it's nine, but okay. somebody has to hear something nine times before they hear you one time. Interesting. So you got to pepper them. Always. And then you go on like Instagram and you see how much you're getting peppered by ads constantly. Like it's the same approach, right? Like you just got to let them know you exist. And then once they know you exist, you've got to create a connection and want like be genuine and enjoy, like have something to bring to the table. Right. But it takes the conversation, getting the conversation is always the hardest part, but like that's the part I enjoy the most. The chase somewhat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hear you. Somebody tells you to F off, like you hear that 10 times a day, you just keep going. Like Talk dirty to me, baby. (laughs) Cool, you're lost. Like you just genuinely have to like believe in what you're, it's, that's sales. Like drink the Kool-Aid, drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, chug it. (laughs) So you chug it, you chug it, uh, you get past the no, you turn the no into a yes. Consent is sexy, Jonah, I like it. Uh, However you do it. And then... (laughs) having value at the table or have, being curious or interesting. What does that look like for you? You're a, I, I'd say you, you brandish yourself as a problem solver. What goes into that, if you will? That's a good question. Um, it's the old cliche, right? Stay curious. Like 99% of the conversations you have are never going to be about what you're actually, why you're having the conversation and like getting to know, learn, like somebody enjoys the team you enjoy. Like, I mean, I don't, well, right now, like, I'm in the middle of watching Suits again. Like, I don't know if you've ever watched that show, but like, that's filmed in Toronto. Yeah. 
It's okay. the whole Harvey Specter, like go after the man thing. Like that's what it is. Like you got to sell to the person. You've got to like have the conversation with the person. And like, once they enjoy the conversation, once you've created that camaraderie, like mm-hmm. typically you're able to find a way to do business together. If again, if why you're having the conversation makes sense in the first place. Well, is that why, I don't know, you seem like a generalist where you have not broad interests, but you have, for sure, you're you're handed like 16 different cookie jars so that if this bear comes in front of you, you know what, what they're, they're feeding on. Is that just like your natural inclination of you smoke so much weed and you want to know about this rabbit hole and that rabbit hole? Oh, that plays a part in it for sure. (laughs) Uh, I just like. I don't know about you, but like a month and a half ago, I learned that like people don't have internal monologue. Okay. Yeah. Do you talk like, do you like have conversations like working through things in your own head? I have like 16 going on at any given time. Bingo. So some people don't experience that. What? They're just like uh, blank. Great question. Let me know if you figure out like it blows my (laughs) mind. Like that's just a lot of not happening. NPC, NPC, (laughs) just waiting for the world to happen. And then, yeah. Yeah. So to your point, like you have these 16 different conversations, they're all branching into something else all the time. And like, once that comes up, like, boom, that's my path. I'm researching, I'm finding out. And it's just, when you have that going on 24 hours a day, like probably need to figure out a way to slow it down a bit, but also like have in a way figured out how to manage that. And you just, everything comes back to at the end of the day, like, I like systems. I like understanding why things are struggling. And then mm-hmm. you figure out what you wrap that bow in to, to go solve it. So that's where I stroll. So I'm asking selfishly then, because if you are, if you have your hand in 16 different jars, you have all these different interests. Like I could yep. say right now, I, I, I'm reading six different books and I'm on chapter three of them all. Cause I still, you know, yep. that sort of mentality. What's the the system or routine or the process you've put in place to be able to like, see something through for all the different projects you're going on at any given time or it's still work in progress well part of it is is the whole like just start binging right <laughs> like so, like take a night and find your path and go and knock that yeah. one out and then you move yeah. on to the next um everything's on a different timeline typically and so part of the whole like when you start something new i always thought it feels like water out of a fire hydrant and you just gotta mm-hmm. like take it to an extent and just allow it to be there and then as you start to get past it, then you can start to work and organize around it. And so that's that's how my head works. And it all comes back typically to a very few headline things that you really need to know. The rest is pretty much noise. What do you mean like headline things? Just like Well, like topics? from a business perspective, like think sales. It's do they have the budget? Mm-hmm. Do you have the right person you're talking to? Mm-hmm. And what's the problem you're solving for them? And so mm-hmm. as you're learning about the company, you're going down all these things. Chances are you're trying to learn about their actual business, spending more time than you probably should on it if you're like me. <laughs> but then you, as you start to work backwards, you figure out what they do. That's the aha moment. Then you're able to figure out like how you can help that. Mm-hmm. And then you work backwards and you figure out who you're going to help figure out that they need you to help with that. And then you do the hard part of trying to get them nine touches and they say no. And then you jump Mm -hmm. i hear you okay it sounds very empathetic i think the irony of this at least for me is that like i i I say i struggle with empathy naturally in my personal life just because like my mind is racing in a bunch of different places that i've never possibly like all right what what and how could this impact uh the folks and people around me but then from a business perspective if you don't do that you're making absolutely no money in your job 
True for you. I would say I've I've been on the opposite of that spectrum where I've been too empathetic and like yeah. that's where some of the roles I've been in where like obviously want to do good, obviously want to be able to do right by people, but at the end of the day, like I also like my house. I also like the things I like to do. And that all comes from making money. And that's just the reality we're all in. And so mm-hmm. over time, I don't think you get less empathetic. You just start to filter it through each situation. Like, this is why we're having the conversation. Here's where I think I can help. And if you can't, like, okay, I was wrong. You just got to move on. Like, because I don't know, just empathy is a, I feel like it's not, I don't know, this is going to be a weird thing as we record here, but so you might have to Perfect. cut this one out. But <laughs> I uh, like, I just, I feel like empathy matters. Empathy is what's going to get you to the table to understand about them. But at the same time, like, then it's always going to come back to the root of business, which is revenue in, revenue out. And you've got to mm-hmm. find a way to make that happen. Time, money, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. And part of it's who you choose to represent as a salesperson, like find something you can be empathetic about because it comes naturally. You drank the Kool-Aid, you believe in yeah, it. You, you can see the other person. Yeah. If you're not drinking the Kool-Aid, if you're not all in, chances are you're not going to do well. It's just, it goes hand in hand always. I hear you. So yeah, working with the Wolves, like we did group tickets and I got to work with college groups. Like, sure, I wanted to maximize the number of groups that I was working with. Sure, I wanted to get as many people there. Mm-hmm. But I also understood the value of the experience we're creating for these kids to get on the court afterwards. So like, you can both make money and be empathetic because you're bringing the right product or the right experience or whatever you're selling to the table. Mm -hmm. That's the, I mean, that's a great combo, right? Like that's what you want to, that's how you want to do business. Well, the ideal, I don't know. uh, I feel like you see it on every fucking job description out there is you want an entrepreneurial spirit if you're a salesman in some way, but if you are the CEO, you have to think and operate that way. Where's your entrepreneurial spirit come from? Did you, did you sling lemonade at, as a, as a three-year-old were you washing cars were you on the street corner? How'd you, how'd you run it? Or are you just, I think it comes back to those, like the, like the inner monologue. Like I've just got 16 things going on and like setting in a chair. Mm. It just wasn't quite like, it just isn't enough. Like I need to be learning, understanding, growing. And I can't like just an innate thing for me. Like, I don't know how to like, again, probably should slow it down, but getting to a better, healthier balance for sure. But it's just something like, I just, I don't know how or why it's just how I'm wired. Like, systems i've never done great within systems like growing up i was just good at school because i was smart enough to get by like i just had a really good memory like i could read something once and get it prepped for the test yeah then you get to college and it's just like people love to read books they love to do all of that like i'd rather just fail fast and go like it's just i don't want to sit around and wait and there's you absolutely need both right like the yeah. world runs with all sorts of people but I'm getting closer to being that slower approach, but I still want to just go and run fast. Well, it makes sense of how you started in startups for the most part, like smaller organizations. And then share with me, if you will, like what the experience was like then running fast as a, as a rat race. And then when and where you're like, all right, I need to take a step back and maybe read more books or think about my process or approach a larger problem that's going to take 16 different angles that run really fast to maybe solve one larger problem. That's where I'm at now as I've spoken about, but it's extremely frustrating because like you never know if you're running at the right angle. You never know if it's too fast or too slow. If you're the right people involved, it's just a whole, whole slew more complicated. Yeah. Um, Well, I think we kind of talked about it, but like one of the things I've been fortunate with throughout my career so far is that I've always worked with CEOs. So Mm -hmm. 
being task oriented, being at the bottom, there's a certain pressure that comes with trying to keep up and do what you've got to do in order to survive and stay in your role. And when you work with individuals who are at a higher level, like there's a different focus, right? You're looking two, three, four years potentially in advance to understand where the business is going. Uh, and so still have that, I don't know if it's like almost an unhealthy fear of just the, like you talk about the rat race, like the go, go, go. But I'm also entering this part in my career where like I've run enough, I've felt feelings before. And so as you meet the feelings, as you continue to move, it's like, this isn't new anymore. I know how to work through this because I've been here before. So it's experience in that regard. And then it's just the understanding and the vision from the people that you've had around you to just recognize that like business is always going to win. Like it just does. And to your point, like the unknown, the uncertainty, like that exists always. But if a deal's good and it's a right fit, like it will always find its way. Like I just, I have that genuine faith, whether it's right, whether it's wrong, like you're doing the work. Like that's the, I mean, they always talk about like, take your action away from the ultimate result. Like you just have to keep showing up and doing the work. And that's just, I don't know how else you do it. Right. And so you just have to be confident in your process and go with it and adjust and adapt as you go. Always easier said than done. I agree with you, but it's for like- sure input outputs. But if you told me that, I wish somebody told me this when I was just starting out and I was like jumping into it. I was like an anxious motherfucker. Like I still am still, still, still am. That's why. Yeah. Because you don't know what success is, right? Like still don't imposter syndrome. No, every day. That's why it hurts. That's why it's just like, I feel like you're going to hit 40 and you've gone through all these different business problems and personal problems. And things that would break other people, you can maybe brush off, but then some things could absolutely just shake you completely. <laughs> what do we do about it, Jonah? Is that- is I, that just, That's the unwielding confidence you just have to have in yourself to know like, you're gonna figure it out. Like, the whole yeah. like, gotta survive because you just gotta survive. Like, you just don't have, like, it's just, I don't know. I know that's probably terrible advice, but like, it's just how you, like how I go about it. Like, If you're listening to this, it's probably not for advice, Jonah. Let's yeah, just, please let's just don't. Please don't. No, but it is. It's just, I, I yeah. Here's, sure the, par- here's the parallel for you of, uh, I don't know, when I was younger and just starting out, everything was personal. I couldn't, like, I couldn't oh. hop on a follow-up call. I couldn't make a cold call without like, oh my God, what if they do A, B, C, and D? Not, it's not that I don't give a shit anymore, but it's like, all right, it is what it is. You're either here to dance or you're not. And it's, I'm more uh, inclined to like disqualify and get out of my, not even pipe, just get out of my attention and brain mm-hmm. than keep you there. Is that drug induced? Is that reflection induced? Is that experience induced? I think that's just experience, right? Like, again, you're recognizing a situation you've been in before, have been here, survived it. I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. How do you, how do you train yourself? Do you train yourself? Dude, I am the worst how to book, like how not to do things (laughs) I would star in. Like, bro, when it comes to like all these great habits that all these leaders have, like I don't probably have them. I take walks with my dog. Like that's probably my differentiator. Like (laughs) I don't do, I don't do hit. I don't do play. Like I'm not doing hard things. I'm never like, but you work. It works. Yeah. I just, it's, I think I've gotten, I'm fortunate to be in that part of my career where there's a fluidity with who I am, what I want to do and how I execute. And I've gotten the trust of the leadership that I have to know that I can take that path and I'm going to bring my value that I bring and the value yeah. that I need to bring is there. So it's interesting, right? Like it's just different 
segments, different features where you're you stepping into up. your skin. You're stepping into your skin. You're stepping yeah. into all right. This is who the fuck I am. This is what I bring to the table. Take it or leave it type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's easy, like right to say, like. But then you're also like in the background, like, God dang, I got to get paid this month. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always like, like this insecurities always exist. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Let's. Oh, like you look at uh, what's the dude that's always with like the money guy um, who's super conservative about like how you should handle like. Have your emergency fund, snowball your debt. Okay. Like a financial advisor, investor? Well, he's more of like a financial influencer. Uh, He's kind of older white dude. Classic, Jonah. Of course. We're going to figure it out. Dave Ramsey. Okay. Let me Google. Yeah. You know Dave Ramsey, don't you? No, dude. Well, so he has like the most conservative approach. And for 99% of the population, it's like absolutely the right approach. Mm-hmm. But bro, I wouldn't be here. I would not have been able to take the risk and the chances that I did. Like there's some elements of life where you just have to rob Peter to pay Paul and you just got to get by. Like those are stressful and I'm not out of that yet, but like I'm so far committed to where we're going that I don't have a choice, but to like ride see that through. wave and see where see things through. go. Yeah. Like, but I think that, I don't know dude, if you look on either of our stories, it's, it's not as if you could peg us from when we were in high school or university, like, all right, this is where they'll end up in business and the, the awareness. Oh, my professors would have like, no way I didn't show up. Like I was a terrible student. They didn't know who you were. No, Who's no, Jonah? even with, you know, like 40 people would have had no idea who I was. <laughs> okay. But then you just have your personal drive and motivation. Yeah. To get there. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. I'll say, uh, I wish, I do wish though, this is, I wish more people took a little bit more of the risk on like the startup versus the the big company experience, just so that like you're not an NPC. You fucking just try and see the project through or see like, hey, what are we trying to do here? And then maybe we'll all waste a little bit less time. Twofold there though, right? Like totally agree. Like how fat like tech has advanced our careers just from an understanding of sales, marketing, product, all those pieces quality how do you recognize the market mm-hmm. like you have to learn that stuff fast because it doesn't exist so if you don't learn it you're not going to sell so like agreed but the other side of that and i think the part where i feel a gap for me because of my smaller experience is just best practices around processes like how do you implement systems at a scale to where teams can follow that mm-hmm. like that's a trait i don't understand but what i'm really good about is developing a process that's efficient and it cuts out steps but that's for me, right? That's for a small team who can understand. And I, I've never done processes at a, a scale, like even naming conventions. Like, well, how do you determine that? Like to how do you go and update over time? Like mm-hmm. being at a company for five, six years in a massive system where you're built around this idea of RevOps, how do you manage that? Like, I'd love to see that play out. Yeah. So you, I think you lose those elements. It's a slower game from a, taking a more corporate approach. But if you can take that mentality and understanding how to scale and then bring it into startup, like, yeah, holy, that's a huge, massive, but then you got to learn how to move quick. Right. And that's a whole, so it's the, the yin yang of it all. It is. There's no right answer because that I'd say that not the danger, but what I've worked with in the past, it fucking drove me up the wall was like black box ideators or thinkers and just like folks that worked at big companies and could never just then do the work. They'd be like, nope, this is this is the system. This is what I've seen. This is how you cut out A, B, C, and D uh, efficiency or whatever it is, step and go. All right, asshole. 
show me. <laughs> it makes it so fucking easy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which is why I a little bit prefer the ground up because you're like, work with me, baby. Dance with me, daddy. And then through that, you can slowly but surely like add one more, add one more, add one more. And see uh, how big there's so much get. humility through that process because literally every day you don't know. Oh, dude. Like ever. Every day. <laughs> they ask you the question and it's like, that's a fucking great question, man. I thank you for introducing another headache to my life and world. You know? Yeah. So let me go find four or five forums to figure it out. Well, the problem, I would much rather, Jonah, you know they exist, is just take a fucking, a much comfier, cushiony, protected job in a huge organization where it's just like, collect the cash, collect the check, and there's there's barriers of time that you never really have to break to, to do or show up to work. Like, oh, I'm in meetings all day. And, you know, whereas a startup, if you miss... You see it. Well, but look where the economy is going in terms of like tech and the number of layoffs and such. Like mm. there is a different approach coming here over the next year, year and a half. So that's a whole nother element to like skill, right? Like if you don't have the skill, eventually it's going to get found and you might last for a little bit, but it's, it doesn't, it, it's different time. There's more access to understanding of what value people are bringing. Yes. So I, I don't know that those cushy without skill, like, we think they you. exist, but did they ever really? I don't know. Well, this is me just fucking. But I agree with you. Like, okay, yeah, it sounds awesome, right? Like, I'll just go golf. <laughs> One day. We'll get there. Don't you worry. Oh, we're close, man. We're close. Fucking <laughs> 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 Freedom 30. Freedom 30. Um, well, you're closer to this than me. I've Googled and, like, tried to Reddit forum, IoT, and automation. Yeah, maybe I just watched too many fucking movies. Yeah. I'm at the point where I'm... Not indifferent to it. I just like, I haven't downloaded chat GPT. Like I get it. I understand the problems. I understand all the different little buzz, but it seems, it seems, I don't know if it's immature or, or I'm immature, but like, I don't see when and how the world's going to adopt this at scale. So I'm like, I could ignore this. But then in the same breath, I fucking Google home everything in my house. I have everything attached to my phone in some way, shape or form. What's the Kool-Aid dog? What's IOT? How did you, how did you, I mean, it's all, all well so where iot is right now is we're just recreating the world we already knew with data points right mm-hmm. so like to your point like we had a thermostat now we've got a thermostat with a number in the cloud so it's all going to come down to how do you manage that stuff so that like i don't see a whole lot of innovation because to your point like the scale you have to grow it right like you can't just you've got to get it out into the mainstream market and mate and do it easily and i haven't seen that happen across the board and so like that's where i think we're at right now is still just developing what we already know but putting the technology and the connectivity with it so that you can start to combine all these numbers into ultimately what do those numbers mean mm-hmm. i don't even know if we know quite yet but we'll figure it out right so there's a lot of it just like deploy a bunch of sensors collect all the yeah, data like, so at some point yeah. you can. i mean you have a fire alarm in your house right like wouldn't it be nice to know if you're not home that your house is on fire like a pretty solid perk i hear you okay (laughs) yeah so like that's where it is like basic things will win out initially and then it'll get more and more advanced over time it always does but like there's no way i can go on like this stuff so this is just we're just going to go down this rabbit hole here here we go well so like you're a creator right so like you should care about ai because ai at some point or another is going to reference one of your podcasts to come up with a decision on something like here you may throw out a stat. So like, how do you protect yourself so that you're making money when AI references what you create? Right. That's an NFT. 
So your your content is going to get protected by an NFT token. Once that NFT token is referenced, then you're mm-hmm. going to get crypto dropped into your account. And now you're going to get paid as a creator on the content you've developed. So it all comes back to money, you fucking capitalist pig. <laughs> Always will. <laughs> Like you're going to okay. be asking Chad GPT something super important about health and they're going to drop an ad on you. Like, yeah. you know, like, I'm, like Hey, have you thought about does. this? Yeah. Have you like, seen, have you seen, um, a Johnny Depp movie transcendence? I have not. No. Okay. You got to watch it to me. Okay. What canon when like it's, it's the ultimate or it's the age old debate of like, is AI good or AI bad? Like what happens when it becomes conscious or what have you? Yep. And when it can, not just sense, but then also make decisions and have as much connectivity as our brain, then what to us? It's like the matrix. I think it's an interesting one. It's it's like X Machina if you've ever seen it. But to me, I'm a little bit in that buck where I like, fuck that, man. I'm I'd rather just like live in my little treehouse. I don't disagree. But it's impossible because here we are speaking to each other from hundreds of miles away and succumbing to technology, you know? Yeah, I mean, we just found out the U.S. I think just admitted that aliens have been here, right? Like they're right. non-human. Oh, you didn't see that? Oh yeah, yeah. I've gone down the I've gone down the rabbit hole. So like, <laughs> are you gonna sit here and tell me that in our lifetime we're not gonna see intergalactical travel? Like, you're gonna need robots to help organize all that. Humans aren't capable of it. Yeah, but dog, you're gonna need somebody like playing the drum or something. Which I feel like that's where my skill set could lie. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Put an NFT on it. Make sure AI references it. <laughs> is that what it is, huh? Just make sure there's always some reference in some way, shape, or form. Make sure you're always the owner. Doesn't that tracing and tracking intimidate you somewhat? I, I've just accepted the inevitability of it all. Yeah. Fuck it. You're a digital persona. Digital persona. Oh, have to be right. Like I know, Jonah. But then that's China. That's CBDCs. That's like where any and every and all of your decisions can be governed by a tyrannical force. You don't, uh, we like, yep, nope. No. <laughs> I'm gonna no. this one. I'm gonna all right, right. all right. Yeah, because I, uh, yeah, yep, nope. I, I'm with you. I just, I got you. I got you. Just okay. Never, yep. <laughs> we'll pivot, we'll pivot back to aliens then, if you will. Yeah, dude, this thing. <laughs> Here we go. I listened to, um, I actually recorded a pod. I need to, to, to publish it. You ever heard of Stephen Greer? Nope, over two. Oh man, okay. He's a ex-CIA operative, or I think he's a psychiatrist, but now just creeps and and has a lot of relationships. We'll call it with the, the black budget mm-hmm. and the depths of his archive. He pu- published a documentary of effectively, like, sure, we we found space travel or other beings that visit us. His team and he has all the different connections that have broken down and reverse engineered those ships, those technologies, and the things that they've unlocked is similar to like what Tesla tried to envision way back when of like, what is an unlimited energy source look like? And then in that unlimited energy source, well, what does that mean for the entire system? Well, if there's an unlimited energy source, well, then you don't really need oil and that deplores our entire fucking economy, entire system, you know? So these are, but there's a problem, Jonah. You see these rabbit holes I'm going down? How do I use that to then sell whatever the fuck I'm trying to sell? curiosity man <laughs> I know. it's a double-edged sword it's a fucking bitch because it can lead you astray and it could it could not yeah but you have to have personal cure like you have to have personal oddities still can't all be work all the time so what are your personal oddities then well we'll we'll, we'll dive into this and wrap it out with uh startup sales 
Yep. I like you golf. And then I've got a little dog that is a husky that keeps me constantly busy. So when I'm not doing work, chances are I'm probably at a park or something walking her. Yeah. Very simple life. I think that's one of the things that like, again, as you start to focus, as you figure out who you are, like everything simplifies, right? Like came from a small town, like, and then you move to the city and you find out you had it all wrong. And so then you yeah. go through this like three, four year stretch of like, what is everything? And then you start to like... Back? Yeah, I don't. Where was I? What? 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 Yeah, these people know so many things that I didn't even know were real. So then you start to just put it all back and you figure out. And so like life's super simple right now, and it's it's nice. Would you recommend a dog? That's where I'm at now. That's what I'm. My hesitation is like, it's going to eat into a bit of my golfing time as well as like work time and personal time. But I've only heard net positives from other Um, owners. Like, obviously, depends on the type of dog you get, but like. It's a time commitment. It's a energy commitment. It's a patience commitment. Yeah. Um, so if you're not ready for that, then I'd recommend a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Cats are great. Like I would do. And they're, yeah, they just don't take as much work, but they're also like that being and presence still around. Yeah. Dogs are work, man. Dogs are work. But they're, I love her. Don't get me wrong, but they're like, yeah. aren't they like beautiful? So they're pure. I feel like that's what we should be if we weren't tainted by drugs and sin and all of the things, you know, we would just be a happy go like, like feed me and show me a stick type of attitude. That's uh, probably weren't far away from that at one point in history. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've evolved with NFTs. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the, the folks with something that you wish more people <laughs> knew about sales or, or took for, you took for granted people take for granted part of me for sales. What did I take for granted sales? I'm with you. I think like I look back on some of like, I mean, again, you're, you're, this is your career, right? I've yeah. never really like part of the reason why it was weird for me. I think why, why I struggled just like with the sales tool is like sales has never been what I wanted to, to be known for, Yeah, but it's an awesome way to understand and recognize and learn how business works. Like, there's so much to it. There's so many departments. There's so many. And when you're in sales, like it's unavoidable to recognize that those elements exist. Mm-hmm. Like I bet if you looked at leadership in America, like any country, but America specifically, like how many of those CEOs started out as BDRs and SDRs. And it's because again, like you've got to be bigger than you are because you're going to be on the phone with random people at any given time who are at the pinnacle of where they are in their careers VP of sales, like these guys, like if you can't handle chops, like they're going to know it in seconds. And so you've got to fail fast and like that's yeah. a hell of an opportunity to like do it in an enclosed environment and be young enough to have the resources to support you through those moments. Like that's massive. Like if you can hook a whale, like yeah. you're going to get people within your organization to help you through that. And like eventually you're going to be that help. And I feel like you're always rushing to be that help, but like pretty fun to have the help to help alleviate some of the stress and anxiety and pressure that comes with closing a big deal but not only that imagine the confidence it would give like a young jonah or young nikki of like dude you you did that you know i think that's i think maybe that's what it is for me at least of knowing that your impact or influence is so directly attributable to why something happened you had to very generally touch every industry or department to say like all right how does this all put together you probably had zero touch of like, hey, this is the end solution. Like, I'm just representing the smart guys, uh, and I put it all together in some way, shape, or form. You're just a network. Yep. Kind of yep. sad, but 
also very beneficial, you know? It's just how the way the world, right? Like, it's just how it goes. And then how do you leverage that network over life to help support them and create relationships that ultimately help support you too? Like, that's just where it goes. Like, I get random messages from people here and there that just haven't seen in a couple of years. And it's just little moments along the way remind you of them or they remind you, like, it's fun. Like, that's just, yeah, I enjoy that stuff. I'm with you. All right, last one then. Uh, mushrooms or weed? Gun to your head. You got to choose. Mm. Day to day, day to day. No, 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 no. <laughs> Too easy. Day to day. Come on. This is uh, your, your, your you got like you got different things for everything you do, right? <laughs> this is uh, all about the system. It's all about the process. <laughs> all right, the process of you're trying to go into a dark hole and never come out. I probably, I probably have to go mushrooms. You just lift up the curtain and never come back, type of thing. Nobody's ever OD'd off of mushroom off of weed. It also makes for like a great concert. I can't do that. See, that's too social. Ooh. I let all, you know, that's just yeah. freeze. I'll freeze like. I'm not saying I'm very social, but I am in a social environment. Yeah. <laughs> You're just there for Yeah. <laughs> be ready to be weird. Hey. <laughs> Things oh, always get weird. It's fine. I've just accepted that in my life. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, all right. Well, Jonah, I appreciate you though. Thank you for sharing the time, sharing the space. It's been fun. I know I jumped into your story halfway through when you when you cold jerked me, but it's been fun building the friendship and learn more about how your weird brain fucking thinks and operates. And it's uh, even cooler to see all the different little like random angles you get into from a business and a, a personal perspective, you know? So yeah, we'll see you in the yeah. woods. I love it. Amen to that. I'm ready whenever. Amen. All right.